come with us where the corn is popped and the throwback Thursdays never stop. It's a magical land not far away. All you have to do is just press play. So hop on the couch and close your eyes. Gonna party like it's 99. Join us, watch the movies of our lives with Blockbuster Eyes. Welcome to Blockbuster Wives, where your two favorite 90s babies talk about movies from the era of a certain blue and yellow video rental store. I'm your host with the most late fees, Shea Baby. And this is Stacy, not always kind, but always rewinds. And you're listening to Blockbuster, Blockbuster Wives. Wives. Hello. Hello. Wait, we didn't do our cheers. Oh my gosh, we'll do it on air. Let's do it, baby. Here's to you. Here's to me. Best of friends. We'll always be. Should we ever? Disagree. Fuck you. Fuck me. You're a wizard, Shea. You're a wizard, Stacy. Oh, fuck. That is Shay fresh. made us some nectar-based cocktails that are so yummy. <laughs> You're missing the nipple squeak? It's I'm fantastic. I'm my nipples, not actually, but wouldn't that be amazing if I was? Anyway. We do it in the air, so yeah. as to denote our happiness. Yeah, it's like playing those like mini violins. It's the same sort of hand gesture. But anyways, welcome to uh what this this is gonna be our Mind third fuck february. February, february 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 this is our third installation yes picture mm-hmm. a brain exploding because that's what's gonna happen today precisely and this is one of my favorites of all time and i haven't seen it in a thousand years but before we get into that you know we'd like to <clears throat> do a little chit chat yeah and i'd love to share that shay and i recently went clubbing dude it was so much fun. It really was. And I have not been to the club in uh, eight years, probably. I was going to say, like, probably close to a decade. For real. Close to a decade. Yeah. For sure. The last, like, technical club I went to was, like, a beach club. So it's a okay. little... It's different. It's a different vibe because you're mm-hmm. in the water, like, the whole time. Um, so I don't necessarily consider that the club because a part of the club is standing in heels for hours and for so I long. fucking hate that so much. I have blisters on oh, my pinky no, toes. no, your little heels weren't even that tall. I know, but it's just like, when you're a big bitch and all your weight is being uh, put on one toe. It's and they like- just, they don't make women's shoes to be comfortable ergonomic whatsoever so yeah you yeah. will be like crashing all of your weight into like one part of your fucking toe. Yeah, so... Yeah, and I was dancing, like, a lot of that time, and it was hard to find a seat. But it was a really clutch situation, because it was maybe one of my first part, maybe the first party I've ever been to, where, like, I walk in, someone hands me a flute of champagne, and there's people with trays of food, like, carapes and fucking epinata. Wait, why did I say epinatas? (laughs) Epic empinatas. Anyways, empinatas and just, like like random boxes of like chinese food and i'm like what yeah so it was a private party for the industry people which if you can get into one of those highly recommend because there was open bar number one we got a free free table free table with hella ice hella limes hella lemons um katranata performed and like, her made us a brief little appearance. Dude, that sh- we were like t- not even 10 feet away from them. And there was like not even that many people there. It was crazy. It really wasn't. And the dance floor was like you could walk around in it. Yeah. It what a concept. Like, yeah. It wasn't like a can of sardines like usual. It was really fucking lit. And I was very happy that we were able to do it. And Stacey and I just kept being like, can you believe we're at the club? Because like that was our life when we were, you know, like a decade ago. 
You yeah, know? I think the last time I went to the club was like a graduation party for law school, which yeah. was in 2016. So yeah, like almost eight years. Yeah. Dang. I know. It's wild. But yeah, no, we had the best time. It was so much fun. And oh, and I got um, White Castle after. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I will say it was not all fun and games because we did have to run into the club douches. Oh, yeah. Let's They're please. unavoidable. Dude, I... I haven't felt that viscerally angry in such a long fucking time. It's really like you you don't realize how much of a bubble you're in until you really do go outside of it. Yeah. And it's like, here I was just thinking like everybody was cooler and everybody's more chill. But then I was like, no, club guys have remained the same for the past 10 years. They have not changed at all. No. You, you, yeah, you would think like we were not the same as we used to be when we were 22, 23. No. And then... These dudes were our age, still acting exactly the fucking same as the douchiest human beings I had ever met, which was when I was 22, 23. Like, absolutely unbelievable. Like, we were in line and these two guys started talking to me and they were being really annoying and just, like, gross. And then I had to bring in the homies to be like, I'm not alone. Stop talking to me. But then they were like, oh, yeah, you know, we're not from here, but, like, we come here so much that we're, like, <laughs> we're, like, 10% local. And, like, it's getting pretty scary how many people we know in Vegas now. Because, like, we're just, like, we're just here all the time. Like, at the club. Literally. What like, you- guess where Vegas locals aren't all the time? At the fucking club. Yeah, straight the fuck up. The okay. people that you know work there and have to talk to you. Like, no one fucking likes with you or fucks with you. And I had a run-in with them maybe a couple minutes later because somehow I got separated. Well, actually, I know how. It's not somehow. They inserted themselves into where, like, our bubble of friends. So they were standing right in front of us, even though they should have been behind our crew. But anyway, so it was, like, me in the front, these two dudes, and then the rest of our crew. So when I looked back, I realized, oh, they're right behind me and like my friends are behind them like i'm sorry who are you yeah so i was just like oh and i literally said it so nice i was like oh hey i actually got separated from my friends so you guys could go ahead and then the guy was like oh oh yeah we don't want you to be separated from your friends and then like like i will slap you so fucking hard and i was like yeah i don't want to be fucking separated from my friend like immediately because as i I'm always going to bring this up because it's true and I want to speak on fat girls experience. But dude, like men like that treat fat women like they're the grossest like beast that they've ever seen in their life. And I can see it in their eyes. They're like, why are you even fucking talking to me? And you know what? I just would hope that maybe those people were starting to thin out. But uh, apparently they're still alive and well, popping around, being annoying. And I think that's why I got so mad because I'm like, I haven't, ex- like, obviously I've experienced hella fat phobic people just in my everyday life, but like that specific niche type of literal scum of the earth, I haven't ran into in such a long time that I forgot what that felt like. And for me to just be like, hey, do you guys want to get ahead of me? Because I got to, and then they're like looking at each other like they just said the funniest, coolest, sexiest thing that they've ever said. And they're like, yeah. And I was just like, God, they're so lame. You're the worst person I've they ever They were so met. lame. And I was like, I was in shock. And I texted Brent. And I was like, it's these dudes are the two douchiest people I've ever spoken to in like a really long time. Truly. And I'm like taken aback. 
Because yeah. I didn't think that they were around anymore. Yeah, weren't they like, we love your outfit or some shit like that? So the guy was like, right, again, like Shay said, it had insinuated himself into the middle of the group. And there had been people joining the group occasionally. Mm-hmm. So I just hear, your outfit looks great. And I turn to somebody who should be in our group, and it's just like this random guy. And I'm like, thanks. And he goes, leopard print. Because I was wearing a leopard print skirt, and I just went, yep. And then I paused, and I said, do you know Brian? <laughs> like the guy we were with. Because it was his coworker. So I didn't want to go into like full mega bitch mode if this was his coworker. So I was just like, All right, do you know Brian? And then he's like, no. And then Brian turned around because he heard his name. And he's like, hi, I'm Brian. And I was like, cool. And then I just like fully turned my back on him and stopped talking to him. But then they like scooched closer around, and that's when they started being like, "We're practically Vegas locals." I was like, "I was literally born here. You can go fuck yourself." And literally, that doesn't make you hot or cool. Yeah, like Stacy is because she is. <laughs> but like being a dude that comes here a lot, that like is at the club and thinks that that makes you a Las Vegan. It's like well, it's like quite the opposite. Yes. Actually, like like you said earlier, like you know where they're not yeah. the fucking Ever, club. really no one wants to be on the strip unless they're fucking literally working and even then they don't want to be there yeah we'd so. be lured there with free drinks and food that's the only reason stacy and i would show up anywhere it's true we wouldn't have gone if that was not offered <laughs> dude if the free food open bar okay just if the free food wasn't there it'd probably be like a, mm. a no for me dog <laughs> it'd be like a probably not but f- like free drink and Catronada. I was like and a place to sit and a place to sit yeah like, that's okay. the other thing no it's pretty good it's pretty fucking good but yeah no it was beyond them it was really fun it was yes, really cool it was really fun but I will have to talk about what happened after the club yes when oh we were, no I forgot when, about that <laughs> so I was a designated driver so I had like oh one drink and I was like ready to go so keep in mind I was completely sober when we parked the car mm-hmm. and we were going back to the car yeah and we remembered that we'd gotten off on the second floor. And so we're like, oh, we just think we're one level up. So we go one level up. We're walking around. My car is not where it should be because there's a letter system. And I was like, I remember we were by CD. We're at CD on this floor and it's not here. Yeah. So then the men start being like, oh, we're going to like run up a level and down a level and we'll see what's happening. Everyone scatters in a million <laughs> directions. Shay and I are like wandering around trying to find a stairwell. And we all just keep meeting and be like, we can't find it. We don't know where it is. And so Brent offered to literally run up and down the entire parking garage while we waited by the elevators. And as we're waiting by the elevators, ding, a girl gets off and she's like, where's my car? And we're like, are you having trouble finding your car too? And she was like, yeah, I don't know where the fuck it is. And we're like, we can't find our car either. Yeah. And Shay goes, they're stealing hot girls' cars. (laughs) That's my conspiracy. And then we ran into another group of girls who also could not find their car. Yeah, so it's just hot girls who couldn't find their fucking cars. Like wandering around, everyone's in a tizzy, and so it's starting to get pretty dire because we've checked levels one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and mm-hmm. the car is nowhere to be found. So I'm starting to think like, did it get towed? But then I was thinking of the other girls, and I was like, there's no way. Yeah. There's got to be something weird about yes. this particular parking garage yep. that is making our car hard to find. So I'm like trying to figure it out, and this uh, douchebag number three comes up. Can't deal. There was actually a couple douchebags that came up to comment, but there was one particular offender. (sighs) And and we're like, it's so weird. A lot of people can't find their cars. Like, this is so strange. And he's like, yeah, that's why you just have to park on the same level of every casino you go to. And I was like, yeah, that's not helpful right now. And I was like, that's also not always possible. What if it's full? Yeah. Uh, Parking cars have different numbers of levels. Yeah. And also, it doesn't matter because sometimes they're so big. That it's like, okay, parking on one, like, 
okay, I always park on level three. Cool. Three could be miles long yeah. and you're just trying to find your, like, you could still get lost on one level. You and fucking dumbass. And it could also dumbass. be full and also it's too late for that. Thank you so much for yeah. your advice. I literally told him, well, that's really not helpful right now. It's way too late. So, because <laughs> I'm just done with this motherfucker yeah, already. Yeah, so annoying. And then his other, I don't know if they knew each other, but this other guy was like being like, he at least was like acknowledging like, it's fucking weird, man. No one can find their car. And we're like, it is weird. Yeah, but then he like tried to give out like unsolicited advice, like most men that I fucking know. Oh, I don't remember. What was his advice? I don't, he was kind of going along. He was saying kind of the same thing as he was, oh, he said, so from now on, what did he literally goes? You're right. What did what did we learn? We have to write it or we have to take a picture of it on our phone. And I was like, and I told him I was like, I told everybody out loud we're by CD, and I thought I said the level, but guess what? It didn't fucking help. Yeah, and here we are. Yeah, and I do that when I'm alone, but that's because I forget a lot of like really important shit. So like I do that myself, but when I'm in a group, I'm figuring like we'll all remember collectively. But it's not like we didn't remember it just so we ended up being on like a half step up yeah so what happened is uh shay's friend christian had a brainwave yo yeah where he realized because we were all concentrated on the fact that we went to the ticket counter and we went one level up so we're like how are we not on two or three but then christian remembered that we actually went super underground first Mm -hmm. before going back up to get the ticket so he's like it's a sub level we're on a sub level we didn't go down one level to two we went up one level to two and we're like <gasps> brilliant big brain love you christian so we cracked the code we went down to the sub level and sure enough it was there and it was such a glorious oh. moment yeah because it probably was like an hour you think maybe 40 minutes i think half an hour okay sure it's still too long though and it's kind of cold <clears throat> and our feet were fucking hurting and yeah, you my... just want to go home at that point it was late yeah i was just like tired and i was like I haven't gotten drunk in like years, but I was definitely like a little tipsy and I was just like, my feet were hard. I was like, my dog is a market. I kept saying that like as Stacey and I were like practically crawling, <laughs> trying to find this fucking car. But yeah, thanks to Christian, we finally found it. And then I got White Castle. And everything was a-okay. If you haven't been to White Castle in a minute, go. We got, I hadn't ever tried them before. I only ever tried like the classic slider. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But what Christian ordered was these like double cheese Ooh, sliders. Brum. One patty, two slices of cheese? I think it's two patties. Ooh. And two slices of cheese. That sounds yummy. So fucking good. And, and that's then, a good bun to insides ratio. Yeah. And then he ordered, which I didn't even know existed, these um chicken rings. They're like onion rings, but oh. with fried chicken. What? Yes. Like fried chicken rings i cannot wait to tell brent about this because he loves onion rings and chicken so he's gonna lose his goddamn mind yeah there there's no onion in it just so you know they're just like they're basically but i think he'll like that it's shaped like an onion yeah no they're like dude christian put me on to this dude okay i need to say christian is like a fast food god because he also uh provided the experience of having a surf and turf deluxe Mm. mcdonald's get a fish fillet a double Mm. cheeseburger and a mcchicken wow put that bitch together Sounds pretty great. Fine. Like on a different fucking level. So anyways, good night though. Great night. It was night. really fun and it I'm so glad fun. we went and it was like a overall very positive club experience. It was. Like obviously we're not going to be up in the club on some 50 cent shit, but like, hey, if there's like a big event with free food and drinks, like Stacey and I might we'll show go. up. We'll look cute. 
Yeah. We'll dance. We'll talk. We'll mingle. Yeah. We, we're good at mingling. We're yeah. good at like getting the girls together. Exactly. You know? There were a lot of cute queens up in there. Oh yeah. Big time. So it was, it was a really fun time except for that lady that was obsessed with you. Anyways. Uh, well, she was a horno extreme. <laughs> she was something else. I wasn't the only one she attacked. She attacked you. She attacked Christian. She attacked me. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I was able to. I was like, no, like, quickly. And we're talking physically touching without permission. Yeah, uh, consent goes always, y'all. It's yes. not just dudes. Like I know, too many women have groped me. Actually. Yeah, and she's older, so I'm sure she, you know, different time. But uh, you got to learn, lady. Yeah, like, uh, please be embarrassed because yeah. that way you might learn. But she was fucked. She was up. also very drunk, so I hopefully maybe she did wake up the next day and be like, huh. What happened? Yeah, maybe that was just her, like, zorny old lady, like, alter ego. <laughs> zorny old lady. <laughs> she wasn't old, but you know what uh, I mean. Like, zorny, middle-aged, in her 50s. alter ego. Yeah, probably, like, 50s, yeah. Yeah. But, anyway, it was a great experience. It was great. I loved, loved clubbing it. with you, my yes. love. <laughs> it was so fun, so fun. We had a good time. But, now, onto a completely yeah, different switching topic. gears. <laughs> Like they've perhaps never been switched before. <laughs> we, are, we are now turning to... 180 degrees. We are going to... Philly. Philadelphia for... The, the Sixth Sense. I'm so excited for corporate bullshit. Oh, it's good. I bet I'm going to learn a lot. You shall... All right. Here we go. I'm going to start... Get uh, Yeah, let's just get started on the corporate bullshit now. Let's go. Corporate bullshit. Some bullshit. Okay. So Sixth Sense is an American psychological thriller film written and directed by none other than M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Or as some like to call Shyamalama Ding Dong. But I didn't want to put that in there because that seems racist. Disrespectful. <laughs> it's Shyamalan. Okay. Um, my little... What is it called? My little summary mm, is... Yeah, is a uh, Bruce Willis plays a si- child psychologist named Malcolm Crow. After a previous patient breaks into his house, shoots him, and turns the gun on himself, Malcolm feels like everything in his life is different. He also has an unexplainable connection to a new patient named Cole, who claims to see dead people, and seems to have some of the same issues as his previous patient. So Malcolm wants to make things right. Mm, great synopsis. Thank you. So Bruce, Bruce Willis plays Malcolm. Haley Joel Osment plays Cole. Uh, Holy fucking fuck! Yeah, Bruce Willis with hair. Yeah, might I add? Yeah, he I had think hair. this is right before he shaved it off. Yeah, me too. Because that's I think after that is when he started doing like a lot of action mm-hmm. type roles. Um, Haley Joel Osment. Uh, like, I could go on and on. That was incredible. I was blown away yeah, on this watching. Me too. Me too. Truly. Could not believe it. No, like that is some ungodly amount of talent and soul, and just like what the what the fuck. Like, I really forgot actor. that I was watching a child actor, which I think you know it's hard to do. Yes, a lot of times you're very aware that like yeah, this kid is like memorizing lines and just spitting them out, and they're doing the best they can because they're mm-hmm. kids. But Haley Joel Osment fully inhabits this role, so he just melts into it, and you're like, wow. Yeah, and you, if I mean, I'm sure you know who he is, but. He was also in Forrest Gump. That was, I think that might have been his first big role, mm. um, playing Forrest Jr. And he was also great in that. Yeah, I really got to know him through <clears throat> Kingdom Hearts, if anyone's a little gamer out there. 
he voices the main character Sora. Yes, I and he does the... a great job at that. Mm-hmm. How I wonder how old he was during that time. Not too much older. Yeah, that it makes really sense. wasn't. Yeah, I think he was like you know teens, late teens. God, he was so good in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the sweetest little voice. He does. And then Tony Collette, amazing. Oh my God. Incredible. Like, what the fuck? As- she's so compelling to watch because she's not like your average Hollywood bitch. Like, she looks unique. She has like mm-hmm. a very unique way of carrying herself, of her line delivery. She's very good. Yeah, I think it's really her delivery, and she's so, again, believable. Like, the cast mm-hmm. was perfect. So good. And I also just saw that not next year, but I think the year after that, they're going to start giving. Um, Academy Awards to casting people. I did see that. And I thought the casting director, you know how they have like beginning of credits and end of credits. Mm -hmm. The casting director was in the beginning credits, which I feel like Mm -hmm. is kind of rare, but I hope they recognized how much she killed it. Yeah. Cause dude, like they should get awards for that. That's like the biggest part of a film. It's such a big ingredient. It's the, I want to say it's the biggest. It really is. Cause you're identified. You're like, okay, this is going to be the whole identity of the movie. So true. Cause like you could skimp on the set, like the sets in this movie are not anything special. The, The music's cool, but I mean, it's not like, it's designed to blend in. Mm-hmm. Costumes are just normal, modern wear. So yeah. it really was the acting and the casting that really brings this shit to life. Totally. And especially for this movie. Like, it was just, the acting was unreal. And it needed to be. Like, it needed to fucking play ball, you know? So. Maybe we're going to mention this. I did see she got nominated for Best Supporting Actress for this role, but she did not win it. In fact, this movie didn't win anything. Which is dumb as fuck. Yeah. That it got nominated for a bunch of stuff, but didn't win. I wonder what it went up again. Because it was what year did you already say it? 99. 99. I think that was fucking Titanic, You're too, right. right? Like we just talked about. This was a big year for movies, huge, huge year. Yeah, it was a huge year for movies. Okay, well, that makes sense, but still fucking wild. Okay, so yeah, she plays Cole's mom, aka Haley Joel Osment's mom, named Lynn. Um, the movie came out August 6th, 1999. Wasn't expecting it to be a summer jam. Yeah, right. It's I, not very summery. No, I thought for sure it'd be like end of the year vibes. But anyway, it's 108 minutes. The budget, this is a, this is unbelievable. Okay. Budget, $40 million. Okay. Box office, $672.8 million. Holy cow. Might be our third highest grossing after Titanic and Shrek. Like, honestly. Wow, that is a ton of money. Close, to, like over half, like close to a billion dollars. And this is one of M. Night Shyamalan's like first movies, right? Mm-hmm. Dang. I think it was right after, it was right after another movie, but I can't remember what it's called. I know he had like a few before, but this I think is what put him on the map. Yeah. So yeah, 672.8 wow. million dollars. So massive. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes critic score was 86%. Okay. The audience score was 90%. Ugh, makes sense to me. So much sense. Roger Ebert rated it three stars. Okay. He liked, uh, he, he really liked Same Haley. the Matrix. He didn't say anything bad about it. Okay. He, uh, he did make one quote, which I wrote down. He said, and although the tendency is to notice how good Haley is, not every adult actor can play heavy dramatic scenes with a kid and not seem to condescend or even worse to be subtly coaching and leading him. Willis can. Those scenes give the movie its weight and make it as convincing as under the circumstances it can possibly be. Which I was like, yeah. Like, he, like I, once he said that, I was like, dude, that's true. Because the way Willis and his character really is, like, talking to Haley is just like, a homie. 
Yeah, very understated, very non-confrontational, very non-patriarchal. Yeah, very like, I'm just curious about Mm -hmm. what you think and Mm -hmm. what's what your experience is. And he's clearly great at his job, you know. So anyway, yeah, uh, I think it's also important for us to recognize Bruce Willis and his health journey right now. He has dementia. He stopped acting. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they're all kind of like his family is kind of just like accepting that. He's probably going to go pretty soon, which is really sad. So shout out to that family. Wishing them all the best. And yeah, that's corporate bullshit. Does it pass the Bechdel test? Oh, shit. No. And also, M. Night Shyamalan is in it for a short stint, just playing a doctor. I read a little trivia about that where the scene, they had hours and hours of footage and it was supposed to be much longer. And he did it as a tribute to his parents who are doctors. But then when he saw the footage, he thought it was so bad that he cut it down significantly just to be like a few minutes. And I think in the end, it's like a minute. The scene with Tony? With um, M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, but so with him and Tony in it, right, though? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I could see it going downhill. I'm glad (laughs) that they only made it short. Yeah, and it's like, also like, you don't really need to be in it. The doctor's not an important character. No, that moment is not. It's just important to highlight that Haley or Cole has, like, marks on his body and that people are concerned. Like, exactly. Which that's is good. what they ended up doing. So mm-hmm. that's good. I think it was the right call. Mm. It's also important to note, yet again, that this movie contains a lot of self-harm. Yes. And violence and some mental health crises. So... At this point now, if that's something you're sensitive to, please feel free to not watch or listen and then just like skip over to the next episode. Yeah. Actually, not the next episode. Next month. <laughs> yeah, true. The next episode is also not great in that regard. It's um, mindfuck February. These movies do not go down easy. No. And we, we want them to be that way. But if that's not something you're into, just uh, wait till March and... We're doing some sort of madness. I'm not mm, sure what. Always mad and much. Always madness and much. All right. But anyway, that's all the corporate bullshit I have. Wow. Thank you. Love of course, so my much. love. You're so welcome. The first thing I wanted to mention is I actually really do love the music in this movie. And the score is crazy good and really, I think, um, adds to the story and the feelings that, mm-hmm. you know, like just... They did such a great job. And it's never distracting. No. It's never like overstated. No. And it's I always g- very supportive. Yeah. And the beginning scene. Um, such a good opening. I forgot. I had forgotten how good it was. One of the best opening scenes of any movie I've ever seen. The other one is uh, another A24 horror film. I was going to mention Tony Collette, but she's in a different one. So anyway, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Point is, yeah. like Midsommar. Uh yeah. Yeah, people always talk about that one. I haven't seen it, but I've listened to several recap podcasts about it and made Shay tell me everything. Yep, it's the cr- it's the it's one of these days I'll be ready to watch it. <laughs> Maybe in the daytime with all yeah. the lights turned yeah. on and all the windows open and we could take breaks. Actually, I would want to watch that one with you. Ooh, okay. Okay, cool. We'll make it chill. Um, but the first song that they play in the movie besides like the very beginning like right part which was really creepy. I Fall in Love Too Easily by Chet Baker, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, it's such a good scene. Bruce Willis and his wife, he's about to get an award, and they're like reminiscing and being so in love and cute. 
They are so in love and so cute, and she's so supportive. Which makes it so devastating. Okay, let's just take one step back and yeah. talk. Let's just address <clears throat> the elephant in the room. Yes. This movie has a gigantic twist, which we're definitely going to ruin. You should already know it by now. I'd be shocked if you didn't. Me too. But I was wondering, did you watch the movie for the first time knowing the twist, or were you able to experience it organically? Okay, actually, I just told Becca this story. Um, so I watched it probably, probably the year it came out, maybe the year after it came out, Baron showed it to me. Mm -hmm. He got it on DVD from, or not DVD, he got it on tape from Blockbuster, baby. And, um, he was like, I know you don't really watch a lot of horror movies, but this one is like, okay, like you could watch this one. Baron was always a good filter of like what I could and couldn't watch. He was very sensitive to the fact that I was like super sensitive to the exorcist and he... Now that I think back on it, like he was just very careful. Like he helped me be careful about what movies to watch, which is mm-hmm. very sweet. So he was like, "This one you'd be you'd be cool to watch." And I was like, "Okay." I guessed it. Nice. In the middle of the fucking movie, when I was what, like nine? What do you think the giveaway was for you? For me, it was the fact that the wife wasn't talking to him. Mm. There was like when I was watching it again today, I was like, I was thinking that too. I was like. Why did I know? And I think it was because she wasn't even like looking him in the eyes. And I thought that was weird. Mm, mm-hmm. But it's the, I don't guess shit like that. Like I'm not that type of bitch. Like mm. I'm not good at like guessing like the twists or like guessing what's going to happen in a movie. So it's like the one and only time I've ever done it. So when you got confirmation, were you like, oh my God. Baron, I remember when I was like, well, he's dead, right? And then Baron like looked at me and he's like, who the fuck told you? <laughs> He didn't say fuck because we were young, but he was like, who told you? And I was like, wait, like, like, I thought it was like obvious information. Mm. And Baron See, was like, I, somebody gave it away for me too. And I, I also got it from Blockbuster Video Rental, but I was, unfortunately, even the very first time I watched it, I knew you already know. Dang the it. twist. And I don't remember who told me. I might have like heard it on the radio, honestly, but it was like such in the zeitgeist, like obviously $670 million, like everyone and their freaking mom saw this movie. Yeah. So everyone was quoting it and talking about the twist and it's like. I do think people were less careful about... And you know, in fact, I think this was a big inflection point for spoilers. Mm. I think this movie helped bring awareness to like, please do not spoil movies for people when they are new. You gotta wait a year. Yeah, because it is a total... It really is like, I can imagine it being a total mindfuck when you finally do... Like, if you had that... I don't know. Like, when I was watching it this time around, I was like, I could see why it was such a huge twist because they did it so well. It's so mm-hmm. subtle. Yeah. I don't know how my, like, little brain knew. I don't know. But maybe it's because... I don't... I I don't know. But, again, I need to reiterate that, like, I'm not that guy that guesses that type of shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, this was not normal for me. Um, But, anyways, no. I feel like... Yeah. This is a secret that needs to be kept. I would never tell someone this twist ever. I know. Never. So yeah. So I, and we so we rented the video, being like, "This is the one about the guy who doesn't realize he's dead." Like that okay. was the the whole thing. So you always so had it. In your mind I always whole- watched it with that in mind, which I think it would be really cool to experience it without knowing that. But yeah, it'll never happen for me. Damn. I but still, I'm- an incredible movie. Like. Oh, you know, yeah. some movies, once you figure out the twist, you're like, this is fucking ruined this for sucks. me. Like, yeah. This sucks. This isn't even fun, really. Mm-hmm. And then you start to see, like, all the miscues and all, and you're just like, this is annoying. Yeah. This movie is so good, it does not matter if you know the twist. No. It really doesn't. It's... And I haven't... I hadn't watched it in a long time, but I'm so glad. And I think I realized psychological thrillers next to comedy 
is my favorite genre mm. because Silence of the Lambs is also a psychological thriller and mm-hmm. it's one of my top favorite movies of all time and it's also my favorite like horror related movie of all yes. time. So fucking good. Ugh, it is so, and this honestly, this might be like one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Yeah, like I realized I watched it, I was like, it's so good, and <sighs> I think it did something that I think M Night Shyamalan kind of shies away from in his later movies, and I think it's very hard for movies to avoid. This idea of like too much movie and trying to do too much, mm-hmm. like Fight Club. Like Fight Club yes. starts off focused, centered on only a few people, really good, and then the fucking wheels come off and it becomes about all these shenanigans. Whereas this movie, I thought, kept so tight to the little boy, his mom, Bruce Willis, his wife. Like it kept it small, but very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I just think it worked so well because you really got to like plumb the depths of these people's lives and their grief and their connections. And it's just, it's just amazing. That's a great way of putting it because it is so simple. They really, really don't is. overcomplicate fucking anything. It's so easy to follow, but yet it, they're not telling you every fuck. They're not showing you every fucking or, right. No, they're showing you, but they're not telling you every little fucking thing. They're letting the audience like gather for themselves what yes. the characters are noticing and blah blah blah. And really sitting in moments whereas that's like my main complaint about a lot of modern movies. It's like there's way too many fucking subplots. Yes. There's way too many goddamn characters. Yeah. It's trying to do too fucking much and you never get to sit in anything cuz it's always go 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 jump cut jump cut jump cut who's doing it and it's just like it's too much yeah i feel like if it was made more recently they would have really focused on the like supposed affair mm-hmm. of uh bruce willis's wife mm-hmm. i feel like they would have focused on that way more and focused on the dude and like their conversations and blah 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 but i think that they really handled it so perfectly well just the whole movie is so fucking good the way bruce willis speaks to Haley joel osmond the way that Haley joel is depicted as like really not trusting of adults mm-hmm. you know like he loves his mom he's very trusting of her but he's just like yeah nah like i know way more than you mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i just feel like and the mom and his relationship yeah. so good like she's so such good. a good mom I know. how she's always like look at my face mm-hmm. do i look like i'm gonna blah, 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 blah? Mm-hmm. or i will never do this it's like oh She's so cute. She really is. And she's trying so hard. You can just like feel the love and the concern. Yeah. And how he's just like, I'm not telling her because then she won't, she'll look at me like I'm a freak, which is so sad. Well, and it also got me thinking about like our, was it two episodes ago? One episode ago about schizophrenic people Mm -hmm. and how it's like, there's a new model of kind of meeting them where they're at rather than medicating them. Yeah. But I think part of the reason Haley Joe Osman doesn't want to tell his mom or anybody about what he's seeing is because he knows that he might be forcibly medicated and hospitalized. Mm -hmm. And that is actually like a very real concern. Absolutely. I think a lot of people are afraid to share their actual thoughts because they're afraid of being labeled crazy, which the label is bad enough anyway. Mm -hmm. But then like very real consequences stemming from that where they can like legally and forcibly medicate you against your will. And he probably knew that because he was so fucking smart, even though he was so young. Yeah, he probably watched movies like you. It's all like everyone knows that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, I don't want to be looked at like that, but the only person that like looks at me like I'm not a fucking freak, everyone else looks at me crazy. And actually, that's something else I want to bring up, is at the very beginning, so we went over the, the the very beginning scene of them like drinking wine and like about to celebrate, blah, 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 blah. Then they go upstairs and they're obviously about to like make love, but then they notice the window has been broken and they see like a shadow, so they know someone has broken into the house. And instead of... The normal depiction of this, where like the husband grabs a gun and is immediately Shoots like, somebody in the head forceful, or yeah, and like really aggressive, which 
I understand being scared and wanting to protect yourself. I'm not saying anything against that. However, it's so cool that so early on in like, like 1999, and this is probably like filmed in 1998, I want to say, he went in, he goes, we're at this address. You don't live here. Like he went in very calm and very matter of fact, which is like so hard to do, mm-hmm. but so important. It reminds me of the story of this like really elderly lady. I don't know if you heard this. I think she was in her 70s. And she was home alone or a house got broken into by, I think it turned out to be like a former student of hers. Mm -hmm. He was like having a psychotic episode. He was not doing well. He was like, I think he might've like punched her in the face even, but she literally was like, are you okay? Are you hungry? She made this man food and then like quietly called the cops and he got arrested and went away. But she was just like, I didn't want to escalate the situation. I didn't want to hurt him because I knew he was going through something. So she like talked this man to, and it's like, like you were saying, not saying you have to do that, but I think it's very, very remarkable when people have the presence of mind to be like, let me at least try to deescalate before going to deadly force. I agree. Like, I don't think I told this, I can't remember if I told this story or not months ago, but like, I think me being calm in this type of situation saved my fucking life back in October when I went on that date with Mm -hmm. that dude. And he literally threatened me with a knife. And I think he was having like a psychotic episode. Mm -hmm. And I remained calm. And I was like, I understand. And I was just like seeing him on his level. And he didn't pull out his knife. He didn't like get aggressive with me. Luckily, like I was able to quietly get him out of my car. But like there's something to being calm in those types of situations. And I know not everyone can. But like if you can breathe deep and like just be like maybe being super aggressive isn't the smartest thing to do right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it was really, it was cool to see that because like some people do have psychotic episodes and they can't help it. And instead of being threatened with literal murder, maybe <laughs> it's good to take a moment. I mean, obviously it didn't well, help Well, sadly in this situation, it did not work out. I know. But. You think it does, but it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he could have, he could have like went off on the wife. Like he could have killed the wife. That is very true. Yeah. Like it could have been worse. Could have been worse. But still, anyways, what I'm trying to say, it was, it was, it was refreshing to see Bruce Willis be like, you were at 472 Mm. Woodland Street or like whatever Mm -hmm. he said. He said, we don't have any valuables. We don't have firearms. We don't have medication. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he was just very calm and cool. And like in a lot of situations, I think that can't help like with with that lady Mm -hmm. and with me. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm saying. That was one of my notes. I remember. I'm not looking at my notes right now, but I was. Like, I did write cool. another great portrayal of therapy clients. Yes, <laughs> but sarcastically. Yes, because uh, we talked about noticed that, a lot. that a lot in the '90s. Yeah, it's like people who get therapy are portrayed as like totally unhinged and not cool. Yeah. And I do think the 90s were very preoccupied with therapy in, like, a not good way. And I wonder if it's a backlash of the boomers being like, ah, oh, therapy lame. stupid. What the hell? I, I definitely don't think you would see this shit nowadays. No. Like, obviously, there are some patients that are like that. But, like, for some reason in most movies and TV shows at that time, it was, like, everybody that went to therapy was a literal, like, actual psychopath. Yeah, and that you would not want to be around. And... I, I think I looked this up once, maybe as a result of this movie, but like mm. examples of mental health patients coming back to like attack their therapy providers are like very, very, very rare, super mm. uncommon. Yeah. That, that, I'm sure that that's a concern though. That's like, that's 
scary. Like, mm-hmm. I wrote down, I was like, that's also so horrifying. Like, just hearing the glass break and then, or, like, seeing the glass break and then seeing the shadow would, like... Oh, yeah, that in itself is scary. But I was just saying this aspect of, like, being afraid a former patient will come back yeah. to harm you. It is, it is very rare. Yeah, yeah. No, I I believe you. I'm just saying, like... Or, no, I... I what, where am I? I don't know. Who am I? Anyways, oh, you're saying it'd be I, scary to see someone breaking in. Yeah. Like, I, I heard you, and I was just, like, focused on, oh, shit. Like, what if someone broke into my fucking house? I would freak the... I would never get over it. Like, I don't know how people... Like, I don't know how she stayed in that house afterwards. True. Yeah. I wouldn't... I wouldn't. I'd have a real tough time. I might be like, we gotta sell this bitch. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. Zero percent. But then again, it's full of his memories. Maybe she wanted to stay there for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. And since that was the place that he passed, like mm-hmm. she's just like this, this. This place means so much to me and us and our marriage. But and it's beautiful. Yes, what the wine it is cellar, huge. Hello. <clears throat> also, um, I wrote because a couple scenes later, he meets. Actually, maybe the next scene, he meets Haley Joel Osment slash Cole. And I wrote, if I heard a little kid sputtering in Latin, I would drop kick myself into oblivion. <laughs> That is so horrifying. And what what he said was obviously, like, so sad and, like, a cry for help. But, like, if I heard a little kid being like, Dominica, da 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 I'd be like, bye-bye, forever, never coming back. <laughs> and did you notice his little white patch in his hair? Oh, I didn't notice that. Okay, so I saw it, and I was like, that seems odd. Mm. So I Googled, does Haley Joe Osment have a white patch of hair in real life? And it turns out that the M. Night Shyamalan wanted Haley Joe Osment and the guy having an episode in the beginning to both share a physical attribute because they are similar. Oh, my God. So if you look back, he also has a white patch of hair. That is crazy. And as the movie progresses, you learn what they have in common and why the patient lost it because he wasn't believed. Maybe everyone in that in their specific scenario has that exact... White yeah, patch. so I think that's why you wanted to be like, they're similar. Like, telegraphing in a way, just through their hair. Whoa, that's really Smart. cool. That's so cool. Oh, all the drawers and cupboards Ugh. opening up in a Gross. second. Gross. So, fu- if I saw that, oh my Gross. god. And the fact that she's just trying to, like, ignore it. Yeah, she's, just she's like, such a good mom. She's just she- like, what were you looking for? He's like, Pop-Tarts? Like, just... <laughs> I can't imagine being in his position. That's so... Oh my god. At all times. Can't mm-hmm. do it. Um I also wrote that he goes to um Saint Anthony's and Saint Anthony is the patron saint of finding lost things. Mm. And I find that very interesting. I don't know, like lost things, lost people. Okay, because aren't you supposed to pray to Saint Anthony if you lose something? Yeah. Nice. And I don't know. I just, I know, I clocked that and I was like, interesting. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. I do kind of want to steal Bruce Willis's mind reading game bit. I thought that was very smart and a very good way to try to get children talking about stuff that might be a little hard to talk about. Yes. He was so smart with him. Mm -hmm. Like, or when, like the scene where he was like, I don't want to talk right now. And he's just like, okay, do you like magic? (laughs) Just like so cute. And then he's like, I didn't know you were funny. He was so cute in that movie. They're both so adorable. Um, oh, the shitty friend Tommy Temesino. He's in that decom called Genius. Wait, I don't remember Genius. Genius? Okay, what's her name? Emily? Is it Emily Rossum? Yes, yeah, she's in Phantom of the Opera. Yes. 
to her when she was a little bit younger. Okay. In this movie, she plays a figure skater and he oh. plays a genius. Okay. And he takes his potion to be like the cool guy. Oh. I think. And uh, they like have some sort of romance in the movie, but we definitely have to cover that one because it's a good okay. one. Okay. I didn't recognize them. But yeah, I recognize They're them. They're such little shits. When they push him into the closet, Full I'm physical. like, that is a mean joke even without ghosties. Oh, yeah, that's hella it's rude. It's fucking terrifying, even if you're not being terrorized by fucking ghosts. I know. And, like, the music is so loud in the party that, like, no one can. Ugh, it's horrifying. His mom can't even get him out of there Yeah, first. and he's, like, physically harmed while he's in there, which leads to the hospital scene we talked about. Like, Ugh. he has, like, crazy scratches through his clothing. Yeah, and he, like, passed out. He, yeah. like, fainted, which who literally wouldn't? Oh, so scary. It's so scary, especially because the guy, like, the ghost in there was obviously so aggressive. Yeah. Like, hate that. And I wrote, I want Bruce Willis to be my psychologist. He's so cool. He's very good at his job. He really yes. is. So and it's just so sweet because he, like, he genuinely was like, I just really want to help this kid yeah and i thought that was like a good i mean this movie has so many good themes as like the grief theme it's like oh, childhood yeah. loneliness theme mm-hmm. desire to help each other yeah. and i think like a lack of control Ooh. and i think it's good to see like how that feels when you're a kid and you have like so little control and it's like he clearly has very little control over the ghost coming to him yeah but then you also see like tony collette's lack of control mm-hmm. she can only do so much mm-hmm. bruce willis can only do so much and he's supposed to be like the expert yeah yeah. And it got me thinking about, like, my work, too. Like, I have an intense desire to help people, but, like, I, too, like, I can only really help you in this one way. Yeah. And there's a lot of other things that have to, like, help you. Yes. Or things that you didn't get that you should have, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, we're all just kind of trying to help each other, but I do think it takes multiple pieces. Absolutely. Like, Haley Joe Osment needed Bruce Willis, but he also needed his mom. Totally. And it made me think back to the beginning with the guy having the psychotic break. Like, he probably didn't have a mom like Tony Collette. He probably right. didn't have support systems like that. And that's why it didn't work. And that's why his whole focus was like, you were the one that was supposed mm. to help me and you didn't. So it was like his one speck of hope got right. like destroyed. Yeah. And it's like, you, you, people can't just rely on one person. Never. Period. No, no. It's none of us can. Work. None of us can. In re- like, any of us who are like not experiencing this level of stress on the daily we can't just focus on one person. Right. Like, you do need a network. Absolutely. We're lucky that we have yes. that. And Cole's super lucky that he has, like, such a fucking kick-ass mom. So that even when Bruce Willis has to go, like, she's still there. Mm-hmm. And he confides in her. Yeah. And it's, it is beautiful. Like, dude, not to skip ahead, but I bawled so hard at that scene. And I've never cried at that scene Really? Before. I was sobbing. And I didn't stop sobbing till the end. Me too. Because it's just like, bam, 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 scene after scene. And that's when he, like, realizes that yes, he's dead. And then his the wife. Oh, it's so good. I was, I was also crying the whole <laughs> time. And it also made me really grateful because, like, I think I've talked about it before. But I'm, like, pretty connected to, like, the other side, I think. And I'm, like, very sensitive to energy. And, like, I've had... I have had people on the other side give me messages for people on this side and like it, I can't control it and that it doesn't happen very often. But when it has happened, it's made me be like, dude, like what, what is, what the, like, why me? Why am I connected? And I don't know. It's, it's a cool, it's a cool concept. It just made me really grateful for that. But Yeah. Such a good movie. Oh, it's I can't get over it. Like I watching know. it this time, I was like, "This is so fucking good." And I, I think it got overshadowed a lot by the buzz. 
Yeah. Everyone was joking about the I can see dead people yeah, line. I can see dead people. It was like parodied a million times. It was always like, I can see stupid people or oh, something. Yeah. Like, it's just fucking dumb. Just like, so dumb. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it like in Scary Movie or yeah, something? Yeah, so many movies made fun of it. So, like, ugh. Which sucks because truly, like, yeah, that part is, like, iconic, of mm-hmm. course, and that's why people want to make fun of it. But it's, like, the whole movie is so fucking good. Well, what struck me, too, is the incredible restraint because you don't see the first ghost until I wrote this down. 54 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Like, in a lesser movie, those ghosts would have been popping up in, like, 15 fucking minutes. Immediately. you like, oh, no. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think M. Night Shyamalan's thing is, like, being very subtle. And working his way up, which was like so well depicted in this movie, just so fucking good. You know what? Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite movies too. It's uh, it's It's too good. I wrote too. I could watch this grocery cart scene for hours. Yeah, that also made me emotional. Yeah, Tony Collette's like pushing him, and and she's like kind of like picking up speed so that he's like, and he puts his arms in the air, and they're like bopping around, and the angles like per ugh ugh. It's beautiful. It just shows how good their relationship is. Beautiful. And I'm obsessed with it. Oh, and also the scene, like this is basically at the beginning, but when she's like, so today I solved the crossword puzzle and I also uh, quit both of my jobs and I swam in the fountain all afternoon. What did you do? Like, I just thought that was so fucking cute. Yeah. Just such a, they have such a cute relationship. I also wrote... Lawyers, quote unquote, they were the ones that hanged everybody. I was like, yeah, I'm sure like, Stacey Tell him, Haley Joe, fucking speak on it. And everyone's like, no. And he's like, I, f- dude, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I be knowing all I right. be seeing this shit, okay? All these people you want me to respect, they're all murderers. I'd, and I didn't, so lawyers did do that back in the day? I mean, I don't know if, like, lawyers per se, but people involved in law, for sure. I yeah. mean, lawyers are involved in executions now, when you think about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was, when I heard that, I was like, wait, what? Like, what are they time? But I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Like, in my role, I'm trying to stop execution, but there's another guy, dude on the other side who's trying to make it happen. Yeah, that's true. And the judge. That is true. Yeah, they're not, like, the prison being personnel. the ones who are doing it, but they're, like... Well, the yeah, part. but it's, like, pretty crazy that it's correctional staff that do the killing because, yeah. like, actual medical people won't do it. Ugh. Fucking gross. Very. I wrote, ooh, the stuttering Stanley thing was bars. No offense. <laughs> no offense, stuttering Stanley. Because he was looking at him hella sus, and he was just like, um, no. And it's like, mm-hmm. learn your shit, dog, mm-hmm. if you're going to be a fucking teacher. Okay, don't. Oh, the amount of bad teachers in 90s movies who are just, like, terrorizing children in front of their peers is out of control. Yeah, and we need to stop it. I, I hope did. it stopped. I really hope our educators out there aren't, like, making fun of children in front of the whole class. I'm sure they are. I'm sure there's some that are, uh, which right. is... Gross! <laughs> like, what the fuck are people doing, dude? Like, I no. And this is why, dude. I found one of my comics from back in the day. Ooh, how exciting! This one got me in trouble really bad. Oh, what and was it, it? Oh no! <laughs> I feel bad saying it. You were young. Okay. We were. We grew up in a very hostile, rude time too. That's true. Like <clears throat> comedy was being a fucking asshole. That was basically all it was. That was like the beginning and the end. So. It was, so my band teacher, I was cool with, but she was pretty wild. Um, She was very controlling and just like, when I think back on it, she was horrible. She was horrible to us. She was also the one who had like a weird anti-Semitic outburst, right? Yeah. Oh God. 
Like, not exact, not an outburst, but she was like, this is why Hitler was like a great leader, not a good person, but like a great leader. And everyone's like, what the <laughs> fuck? We don't need our band director. We don't need this right now. Defending what Hitler the fuck right is wrong now? with you? No. Like, we just want to play music. Very weird. And, and she's German. So like people were like, <laughs> dude what that happened after i left but anyways she was she was horrible in a lot of ways but she was very controlling so she would like tell like she was the type that was like you have so much potential you need to like be doing this and i'm like no i don't because Mm -hmm. i don't like that so i'm Mm -hmm. not going to do it i've always been the same you guys anyways um so one time she made me try out for this like band thing that I didn't want to do and then she punished me because I was like I don't want to fucking do and I'm I'm not gonna go or I'm gonna do a really shitty job because I don't care mm-hmm. she punished me by making me go to like this other state to do like for this like Which final extreme punishment no, it was so... she tried to banish you fucking Lion King style yeah she <laughs> some Mufasa shit <laughs> for real no she like made me go to this like out of state um, football game that I didn't want to go to and I had a room with these people I didn't like and it was just like trash and there was blood all over the walls and I like complained to a <laughs> oh bunch of people. God. Anyways, so I kind of got her in trouble. Blood all over the no. walls. It was, dude, like, <laughs> I love that story because I literally, she wasn't even at, on that trip. She got like her little minion to do it, Mr. Oh. Bedigs. I still remember he hated me and I hated him. And anyways, I like marched over to his room and I like slammed on his door and he opened up in his pajamas. And he's like, what? Like, he hated me oh that much. God. And I was like, there's blood on these walls. And if I don't get out of this room, if I don't go to a better room, if I'm not in your room and you go use that room, mm-hmm. I'm going to call my... Swap-a-roo. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to call my mom. And she's going to be so fucking pissed. She wouldn't have cared. But <laughs> I, like, lied. And, uh, yeah, no, there was blood on the walls and the lock wasn't working. <sighs> yes. So, probably not a good room to put children in, especially no. girls. Anyways, whole point is, I was mad at her, so when I came back to school on Monday, I drew... (laughs) Speaking of, this is bad. I drew her as an executioner, and then there was a noose, and I was just standing there like... She found it, and then I got detention that day from her, because she was like, are you fucking serious? And I was like, what? You're an executioner. I'm like, you executioner. to kill me. Like, you tried to murder me by sending me to Reno. But anyways. Uh... Well, and you, that, that's interesting, because there's, there's a similar scene in Sixth Sense, where Haley Joe talks about how he got in trouble for drawing a man murdering another man with a screwdriver. Oh, that's true. Mm. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll, sh- I'll bring it next time we hang out, because... <laughs> I was like, this is actually so good. It's so funny. The shit that I, like, this is how Just I retaliated. a little bit dramatic. And that's what's funny. It's like when you're a teenager, you're like, she's literally an executioner. I know. And, and it's like, like, you look back and you're like, okay. She like, had you go on a free trip to Reno? Like, I don't know what you're complaining about. You're still very much alive. <laughs> but I hated it. And I hated her in that moment. And I was just like... I hated authority, you guys. Like, when I was young, I fucking couldn't stand all these motherfuckers, especially teachers. I couldn't stand so many of my teachers. I hated older people. I hated adults. They all hated me, and I didn't care. And, well, I did care a lot, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I was just like, fuck them. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. me drawing something like that was, like, such a good retaliation for me, and the fact that she found it, I was so mad. I was like, Mm -hmm. god damn it. It was therapeutic. Yeah. And what's with all these teachers going through your shit? She just, like... By the way. Well... To be fair, I was probably like. To be fair, I pasted it on the wall. No, it was probably like <laughs> me drawing on. Like I was probably supposed to be like studying my music on my music stand, and I was probably like drawing. And she's yeah. probably like, "What are you doing?" And then, <laughs> she's like, like, "Is that moi? Uh, C'est moi?" 
She. <laughs> it was like the whole like head covering thing that said C. Fralick. <laughs> Just so bad. I love it. So I'll show scary. it to you. It's really funny, I'm actually. To see it. Um. But anyway, so my. Why was I talking about that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. But I anyway. love that we went through it. <clears throat> yes, he he. Okay. Anyways, oh, stuttering Stanley. We were talking oh, about yeah. that. Whole thing. Yes. Oh yeah. And teachers were being out of control. Yes, out of fucking control. Also, I wrote the. Tell me the story about why you're sad. And he's like, mm. Why do you think that? And he's like, Your eyes told me. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. The cutest little kid. He's yeah, so sweet. What the sweet deep eye. And then Misha Barton in a very yes. young role. Yes. Yeah. So, like I was saying, the ghosts don't come in until a full hour in. And mm-hmm. then there's what, like maybe 40 minutes, in, mm-hmm. if even? Yeah, because it was 108 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So you meet the ghost, and then you don't really like get a lot of interaction with any of the ghosts except for Misha Barton and yeah. Bruce Willis when he starts believing him that he can see dead people because he puts it together that his other client who shot him also was talking to dead people. Yeah. Um. He's like, okay, I believe you. Like, what are we gonna do about this? And mm-hmm. then he points out that they might just want help. So maybe you should just like listen to them and try to help them. And so the first ghost he tries to help is Misha Barton's character, who is a very young dead girl who throws up very gross. Yeah, that part <laughs> like was a very scary scene. Yeah, that part was really creepy. But um yeah, it was my first like sight into uh uh what's it? Munchausen, Munchausen by proxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, and I wondered watching it, like, did she mean to fully kill her? Or did she just mean to, like, make her sick forever? Like, it doesn't really get into that, but Haley Joe Osmond helps the dad realize that the mom figure, what, like, killed the little girl mm. by putting, like, pine salt in her chicken noodle soup every day. Ugh. And she's like, and I don't want to hear that it tastes weird. You know, I don't like to hear that. It's like, you are such a fucking monster. Yeah, shout out to our producer, DJ Munchausen. Hey. And also, Gypsy Rose, Dude. big story right now. If Yo. you haven't seen Mommy Dead and Dearest on Netflix, very good shows you this fucking syndrome like to an extreme yeah how bad it goes yeah there's also um well i guess i don't think gypsy rose was behind the show and i can't remember if she said that she liked it or backed it or wanted it or whatever but i can't remember what it's called but yeah it is about gypsy rose and i think joey king plays her um and that was my first insight to this story But it's like, it was a full show. Oh, yeah. I only watched like the one, uh, it might have been a two-hour documentary. It kind of just hits the highlights. Talks to some of the people who knew the family. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy that it's a real thing. Like, yeah. It's so, like, on a, it's like narcissists have to be the ones that are, that have it, right? Yeah. Or I think sometimes it's born out of necessity, like hard economic times, mm. needing like housing, food, assistance, money. And then once you start making money and I'm living, you can't stop it. Like you'll be homeless. Yeah. Which also just points to the fact that like, what the fuck are we doing in our society? That like, this is what people have to do in order to like have housing and food. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to do it, but I think that's kind of how it starts. They like like, feel like material needs that you realize you can meet if you have like a sick kid and you get like free trips and housing assistance and food and you're like, this is pretty good. And I think that's how they justify it. Cause they're like, I wouldn't be able to give you this life if we weren't doing this little charade. Okay. What else are we going to do? I can't work. You can't work. Yeah. We have no money. 
horrible. And then they get sympathy, and it's like, oh, what a great mom. I'm sure that gets addicting. That's what I mean. It's like, I feel like that's a big symptom of, like, narcissism, right? Is like, you just want praise, and, like, you have, you're like, these are the things that I want, and I can do it, like, without really putting a lot of emotion into it. I don't know. I don't know enough about narcissism, I guess. Yeah, you can look up the the checklist on the DSM-5. You have to meet, like, six of the nine symptoms. It's stuff like delusions of grandeur, like, feeling like you get to do it. It's a lot of manic symptoms. Mm. Which is like, I don't know if a lot of Munchausen by proxy people meet all of those. Yeah. But, yeah. Damn. But, yeah, shout out to DJ Munchausen, baby. (laughs) But, yeah, it blew my mind when I was a kid and I saw that. And I was like, whoa, parents would do that? Like, I was like, hoo-hoo, that's fucking nuts. Oh, and you know what? Actually, I think... This movie is the reason why I... This is so sad. Sorry, Ma. I used to have nightmares every night that my mom killed me. Oh. Every night. And it was creepy because I'd be watching through a window. So it'd be like, I'm watching through this window. My bed's here. I see my sleeping self. Uh And then I see the silhouette of my mom coming in where like the light is behind her. I can Uh still picture it so perfectly. And then each night she came in with like a different weapon. Oh God. Isn't that crazy? That is really crazy. And I think it was because of this movie because I never like thought about a mom being able to like hurt her kid. Why would you? Why would you? Yeah. Until this movie. And then after that, like every night for maybe like a long time, I had this nightmare about her killing me i've been having a lot of nightmares lately really yes I'm sorry thank you i only get nightmares if i'm like on uh, like i was on some kind of oh i was on a shit ton of prednisone the steroid oh. for something and i had crazy nightmares and then i was on these like anti-malaria pills in india crazy nightmares and that's really the only time i've had nightmares and i don't know how you people do it because like when i woke up i was like well i'm not sleeping again yeah i don't want to go back to bed i know but it's like my husband has them and he's just like yeah and then he's like, good night, and falls right back asleep. And I'm like, how? How I think do you do that? He and I have talked about it before, and I think it's because we both know it's not going to happen. Like, you're not going to have the same nightmare right after that. Ugh. So you're like, okay, at least I have solid. Like, usually if I have a nightmare and I wake up, which has been a lot lately, I'll fall back asleep and I have, like, the best dream. But, like, how do you go to sleep in the first place knowing there's, like, a super strong chance you're going to have, like, a terrifying dream? I think this is why I, like... Part of the reason why I smoke weed nightly is not only because of my pain, but I think it also eases my body enough that I feel like, okay, going to sleep. And I also have a full nighttime routine every night. Mm. I like light incense every night. I do a lot of like, um, like my witchy stuff. Like I spray like rosemary and cinnamon and I have my incense and I burn juniper and I like have a whole, like I basically have to make my space feel so safe and usually i sleep with the light on lately okay. i have i've had to because otherwise when you do all that stuff you still get nightmares yeah oh man i just but it helps ease me to because i'm like i know i need to sleep yeah. but i think partially i think that might i think partially the reason why i go to sleep so late is because i don't blame you that. like i they're so scary and it's just like because you think it's real obviously yeah so just the thought of that happening like near nightly or like weekly is just like i oh my i my heart goes out to you while i die i it must be terrible it's not fun. It sucks. But luckily I have seasons where I'm like having more nightmares than others. Usually, kind of Brent is like, it'll yeah. happen every night for like a week and then he'll be fine. Yeah. For like a long time. Yeah. I'm the same way. And usually it happens when I'm really stressed, but I'm not really stressed right now. I've been mm. like in a really good place. So I'm like, why the fuck is this? Ha-? Like, I'm so annoyed. Well, I do think but, a lot of it is like people's brains trying to like help them and like prepare them and stuff, yeah. which they say is like the function of why we have nightmares is like your brain like being like, let's run a stimulation real quick. Mm. And it's like, please don't. 
I, we don't need this right now. I, like the last nightmare I had was I drove off a cliff <sighs> and I felt like, and it went into a giant like lake and then I woke oh up. Oh my God. It's so scary. Like why? And you what? like feel really scared. Yeah. Okay. And then I wake up. Because all dreams like, were scary things that like, were they to happen in real life, I would be terrified. But in my dream state, I'm just like, la, like, la, 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 la. Like, they, I don't perceive them as being scary until I wake up. And I was like, God, that would be fucking scary. I'm glad I wasn't scared of my dream. This one I was, I was like, I remember thinking, like I was going over and I remember being in the air and I was just like, so maybe we should roll down our window. Like I was very <laughs> we're like. about to hit this water. But when I woke up, I was like, ah, like, yeah. ugh. Anyway. Oh man! I know. It's so odd. It's so like what are brains? brains Take it easy. You I think know. you're helping so much, and you're not. I'm like brain. You could literally do anything right, right. now. You could have me fucking Jack Black on a beach That's somewhere. What I'm it's like you could do anything, and so many people's brains are like, "Let's run terrifying scenario 45 <laughs> every night." I'm like, no. Hey, we're gonna have your mom kill you in this right? dream. Hope like, that's chill. No, show me something fun. I've had a long day. I know. For the love of God, can I please like live my dream scenario? Can I just eat shrimp cocktail for like eight hours? That'd be fucking sick. Then again, I don't remember my dreams, so I guess there is a chance I'm having terrifying dreams, and I don't even remember it. Ooh, yeah. But I think I would wake up probably. <laughs> was like really I think scary. you're pretty, you're sensitive to that type of stuff, right? Yeah. So I don't like watching horror movies, not even because I'll have nightmares about the movie it's just harder for me to fall asleep because i'll be like yeah. my eyes will be wide open and i'll be like replaying all the most terrifying scenes of the horror movie just being like yeah i wish i could stop thinking about this and go to bed but i can't i know i feel the same way it was last night i was gonna watch uh six cents and then i was like i'm gonna wait till You're the like, morning maybe not right to before bed usually i can't but like i was i've been by myself in the house mm, so yeah i'm like and like you said you have we both have ghostly experiences you way more so you don't want to like tempt fate no and lately you know what maybe that's why i've been having nightmares because i've been having a lot of those like feelings but not in a good way mm. it's been like bad feelings mm, no maybe like bad so. energy so I'm, I think that's why last night I was like, no. And I just waited <laughs> yeah. till the daytime today because mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm not doing that shit. My last note was just, I would never want to stop seeing Cole if I was Bruce Willis because he's know. the sweetest kid in the world. Like, don't leave him. Don't leave him. I'd be like, I just want to keep hanging out. Taking it. Talking. What's talk. that? What'd that mama do? Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> she's she's fine. She's a baddie. Yeah, she's a baddie. Like with her long neck. She's like being a thruple, you know? I Yeah, we can make this work. Exactly. We're cool. And then, yeah, just crying. And then I wrote, yeah, grandma message scene, waterworks. Hard. They started, and I'm telling you, they didn't stop till the end of the movie. No, the I... And credits rolled, and I was like... <gasps> no. <laughs> so good. I know. I literally took a picture and put it on my Insta, because I was just like, <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan, you've done it again, you motherfucker. Uh, it was too, way too good. It's just an incredible movie. I couldn't I believe how good it was. Because it's been a while since I saw it. And, like, I knew it was good. People were like, Six Sense is a good movie. Yeah. They're underselling it. If yeah. you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. If yeah, Stacy and I, well, we kind of have s- some overlap with our favorite movies, but like this and holes, baby, this and holes, <laughs> and Dumb and Dumber, and Dumb and Dumber. Well, we haven't done that one yet. No, so not <laughs> But yeah, no, like truly, such a good fucking movie. One of both of our absolute faves. Please watch it if you haven't, or if you haven't seen it in a long time. Highly recommend going back. Yeah, and I think because the movie stays small and focused on these relationships, it ages really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing was really out of... Uh, I feel like it's kind of timeless in a lot yes, of ways. Yes, definitely very timeless. Besides the VHS part. Yes. But beyond that, yeah, everything was 
pretty yeah, timeless. So good. Yeah, oh. and Bruce Willis helps him. He gets to move on. He kind of get the sense that maybe Haley Joel will just like help ghosts his whole life, which is like not a bad way to live. Hell no, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Scary still, but like very scary. Since he knows, like, okay, they're just looking for someone to listen to. Yeah, and then... now he's got his mom in his corner. I think just yeah, just having like one other person know what's up and not yeah. judge you and be there for you. Yeah. Maybe he'd have a whole reality TV show because a lot of these people True. Do. Long Island medium. It did crack me up to think about Casper, how the dad in that was a ghost medium. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, is that him in the future? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Are they in a shared universe? Oh my God, maybe. <laughs> that would be crazy. I like that idea, actually. Yeah. So cute. Lee Jawson grows up to be Bill Pullman. Well then, pff, now we got it all figured out, baby. You're welcome. You're so welcome. Well, I have some trivia. Okay, let's play? see. Ooh, Yeah. Here we go. I'm rubbing my hands okay, together. This one's a little tough. Uh-oh. Okay. Who is the first ghost we see? It was, I believe it was that lady that was like in the kitchen. He was like, mom? Correct. Well, besides Bruce Willis. That is correct. The lady in the kitchen. Okay. Nailed it. Um, what pet does the family have? A little fucking baby husky. The cutest little baby. Named I did have Sebastian. a moment of panic where I was like, oh my God, does something happen to the dog? I can't remember. I know. Nothing happens to the dog. His name's Sebastian. Thank God. And he's so cute. So cute. Okay. What is Bruce Willis's first intimation that ghosts might be real? Uh, was it the tape that yes. he played? Okay. Yes. When he goes back and listens to the tape of the um, guy having the episode. Speaking in Spanish. Yes. He turns that he turns that volume way up and he's like, oh my God. He's like, wait a fucking second. All right, number four. What is Haley Joe's role in the play? Oh, he plays little King Arthur. Yes, he pulls the sword out of the stone. And it's, oh, that's another beautiful scene. I know. And all the kids are like, yay. I'm oh like holding God, him up. I'm like, <laughs> and after Bruce Willis goes, you know what, Tommy Tomasella? I thought he sucked big time. <laughs> So I like cute. that he's just like on his side. He's yeah, just like, yeah, fuck this so guy. Cute. Fuck these motherfuckers. Okay, and the last question. What made Bruce Willis realize he's a ghost? What was the first thing? Um, The first thing. I know he went back to the house and his wife was asleep and he started talking to her because Haley was like, I think your wife will listen to you if you talk to her in your sleep. And then... um, But something happens when he's doing that. And that's like his first like... Like oh, his moment. ring? Something with his ring? So she drops a ring. Yeah. And then he notices she's wearing a ring. So he's like, is that my ring? And then yeah. he looks at his hand and he's like, I'm not wearing the ring. Yeah. So he realizes like, wait a second, why would she be holding my ring? Yeah, and why wouldn't I be wearing... to turn. Okay, mm-hmm. so. The ring. The ring. <laughs> and that's it. You nailed Yay. it. Uh, uh, uh. Wow. Uh, uh. Mm. What an incredible episode. What an incredible movie. What yeah. an incredible month. I love this month. I love this month, too. We have one more episode after this Because we do a lot of fun, feel-good romps, which we love. And that is our bread and butter. That is our yeah. default setting. However, yeah. sometimes you need the Mindfuck February movies to kind of throw you out of your comfort zone. I think it's good to have them all consolidated into right. one month. Get it over with in the month of romance. No, truly, because it is, it's hard for me to watch a lot of these types of movies. Mm. Maybe that's why I've been having a lot of oh, nightmares. No, the number twenty-three is—it was pretty intense. Yeah, and like nothing wrong. Like I do like horror movies, but I think just all consolidated into one month. But I think like talking about it helps, you know, like Definitely. having our session, like our gossip sessions. Yes, unpack the goods, the bads, the ugly, the ooglies, the fooglies, the even fooglies. <laughs> No, but I love this movie. And again, you guys, like, please revisit it because it's so fucking good. 
But are we going to take a personality quiz? Yeah, we should. Okay. I don't know if we're going to find a which Sixth Sense character are you. Let me look. Oh, there's a the Sixth Sense quiz. Which character are you? Oh, perfect. We'll see if it's one of those annoying websites. I'll give you yours first. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> what is your strength? Dedication, discipline, creativity, or trustworthiness? Okay, read it one more time. What is your strength? Dedication, discipline, creativity, or trustworthiness? Man, the dedication. I would say that too. What is your biggest fear? Being alone without family or friends, not being successful financially. My greatest fear is to have no more fear. What? Or not believing in myself. Oh, the first one for sure. Yup. Soaks. No. That fucking sucks. (laughs) What really makes you angry? Mm. Liars and lies. (laughs) Abusive parents. Oh no. Screaming children or bad manners. Honestly, abusive parents, they cause a mm-hmm. lot of problems in this world. So many. It's a big problem. Like, most of the problems. He's 90% of the problem. What makes you laugh the most? Sarcastic jokes? Watching a stand-up comedian on TV? Reading a comic book? Or seeing someone making fun of someone else? <laughs> Honestly, sadly, probably the last I one. I hate to admit it. I hate to do it. I know. When they deserve it, especially, yes. is when it's the best. If you could choose to do anything for a day, what would it be? Working, playing games, traveling, or doing sports. <laughs> Did you say lose? Yeah. <laughs> I'm traveling. <laughs> Would you rather ride a bike, ride a horse, drive a car, or walk? Well, I famously don't like horses, so. That's Cross that one out. What was the other option? Sorry. It's okay. Ride a bike, drive a car, or walk? Honestly, drive a car. I'm a basic yeah. bitch. Dude, you're not a basic bitch. That makes so much sense. What type of music do you listen to? Jazz, classical, oh wait, sorry. Rock, pop, classical, or electronic? Um, I mean, none of those really, but I'll choose rock because I was rocking out at the cranberries earlier today. Dude, yeah, cranberries. What would you rather do? Wash dishes, mow the lawn, clean the bathroom, or vacuum the house? Wash dishes. I really do not mind washing dishes. Really? I like put in a podcast. It doesn't take that long. And I feel like it's such like quick gratification. Like you look at the sink, it's full. 15 minutes later, it's clean. What's your least favorite chore? Fucking vacuuming and mopping floors. Hate it. See, I don't mind doing that. I can. It hurts my back and it takes way too damn long. It does take a long time. Especially your house. Yeah. Because it's a bigger layout. Hate it. Um, What is your favorite food? Meat? (laughs) In general. (laughs) Pasta? In general. Milk or vegetables? (laughs) <laughs> okay, so if cheese were on there, it'd be easy. But out of those, pasta. I fucking love pasta. I love pasta, too. I've been craving pasta. I haven't had pasta in a minute. Well, we except some, for I was saying, you just have to, you want, you can have some more, too, before you leave. I might need to take you up on that. Have you ever had a nickname? What is it? And then it gives you options. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I'm one of these very specific nicknames. Babyface, Champ, Lava, or Thunder. Lava? Okay, I'm choosing lava because that's if anyone just like sup lava, I'm like what the fuck? <laughs> You're like that makes sense. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> Do you like or dislike surprises? I like surprises. I hate surprises only if they are from close people or only from strangers. No, <laughs> no, I don't like surprises typically. I didn't think so. So only if or I hate. I hate them. Okay, I got don't it. hate them, but 
It's the best option. option, you know. Yeah. What is your weakness? Discipline, patience, determination, or enthusiasm? Uh, patience. If I want something, I want it yesterday, okay? Right? Yesterday, It reminds me of this meme I sent Shay. Which one? It was like, I think I'll give myself a little treat. Oh, me, yeah. <laughs> who rarely denies myself anything. <laughs> me neither. Like, truly. She sent it to me because she knew that I'm the fucking same way. Uh, what do you do in the evenings? Visit friends, play games, watch movies, or read books? I mean, I do three of those things. I'm not a big, like, well, I play video games, so actually I do all those things. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> lately I've been kicking it with a lot of people. Yeah, visit friends. Visiting friend. <laughs> oh, there's 30 questions. Oh, boy. So should we, we switch halfway yeah. through? We're almost halfway. This okay. is question 14. Where is your ideal vacation? Hawaii, Egypt, Boat cruising or Budapest, Vienna, and Prague. Boat cruising. I love boats so much. She loves boats so much, you guys. All right. Okay. Number 15. How many days would you live on a deserted island? I would die the first day. (laughs) I would last several months. I would live several years. Or I would live all my life. I truly think... And maybe this is just me being so way too confident, but I feel like I could last months. Okay, months. Not years or your whole life. I probably, well, it depends on, like, am I deserted there, like, with not a lot of supplies? I think or you're alone. Did I choose? The land. That's it. Did I choose to live there? No, I don't think so. Okay, so it was like an accident. I feel like I could do months. I don't know okay. if I could do longer than that. <clears throat> what would you do with infinite money? I would end poverty. I would buy expensive, it's supposed to say clothes, but it says clothes. Nice. I would buy most beautiful cars, or I wouldn't use them. The infinite money being them, I suppose. I mean, yeah, I would end poverty. Thank you. Imagine. Only right answer. Imagine if you could do that. Like, You're like, no, I'd rather not. I can't, but like, there's I'd so many people who could end poverty, and they don't. All right, anyways. How would your friends describe you? Funny, smart, loyal, or strong? You choose. I mean, all of these. No, you can't do that. <laughs> always try to get you like you have to take the quiz i think my friends would choose funny love it oh god oh no i clicked on walmart.com uh-oh oh Oh, god okay Uh, we're good okay cool i hate those websites by the way okay so annoying what are your hobbies traveling doing sports cooking or reading books cooking very similar to a previous question i love cooking and baking you guys what is your favorite pet a dog, a cat, a parrot, or a fish? I've had all of these. Wow. Um, a cat, I don't really remember, but I'm going to have to say a dog. Okay. I mean, that's the one that I remember the most, although I want a cat really bad. Um, what form of public transportation do you prefer? Air, boat, train, or car? Mm, I want to I take a train. I really want to go on like a train trip. Have you ever been on one? No. Well, you've been on like a subway. That's yeah, awesome. but not like a train, like, like a chug a chug a Yeah. Oh my gosh, they have one that goes to the Grand Canyon. That's super super fun. Hell yeah, and that's close to the camp. Yeah, and especially if you go in the winter, they do like you know Polar Express themed, and it's all snowy and cute. Um, the fuck, we should do that. We should. It's kind of expensive, but it's really cute. It's very cute. I would love to. Right, what's your favorite zoo animal? Lion, giraffe, monkey, or bear? 
I, the, the monkeys are so entertaining to watch. They're so much like us. It is so crazy. It is. It's alarming. It is. I'm like wide eyed, like staring at them. Like what the fuck? Although bears are like the cutest animal in the whole entire mm, world. There was one IRL. Uh, they're so fucking cute. Mm, why do they have to be so deadly? They're so cute. Yeah. Why are they so cute if we can't give them giant hugs? Right? They're called their hugs for a fucking reason, yeah, bitch. idiots. Fucking losers. Whoever created that. Anyways. God. <laughs> you created bears. <laughs> yeah. The Lord. Everyone knows God is a loser. <laughs> okay, please. Um, I'm going to have more nightmares tonight. Which one? Hmm? Wait, sorry, which one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say bears because they're so okay. cute. <laughs> I'm like, wait. do you like most in school <laughs> math language sports or art <laughs> art <laughs> okay oh man <laughs> she's about to collapse i'm sorry my ribs hurt so bad okay. oh my god uh, if you had a warning label what would you say <laughs> Stop drinking, stop working, stop lying, or stop fighting. <laughs> Wait, if I had a warning label? Yeah. Like, am I warning people of what I would do? I don't really get it, because it's more like, I guess, what you would warn yourself to do? To stop drinking, stop working, stop lying, or stop fighting? Stop working. Stop working. <laughs> Focus on your Immediately. art. Focus on your art, baby. <clears throat> okay. If you could join any past or current music group, which would you want to join? <clears throat> Queen, The Beatles, Nirvana, or The Prodigy? Nirvana. That'd yes. be so fun. Obviously. How many languages do you speak? One, four, three, or two? Interesting order. <laughs> <laughs> One. Thank you. I thank you. Maybe. Okay. Who knows you the best? Your mom, your partner, your friend, nobody but yourself. (laughs) What if I'm like, nobody knows me? Uh, Nobody knows. Does it say my friend? It says your friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like my friends, I feel like, know me the best. What possession would you keep? I guess to the exclusion of all others. It doesn't say that though. It just says which item would you keep? <laughs> Family photos, photos of you, books, or a wedding ring? Since I don't have, uh, yeah, photos for sure. I'm like of you or your family. <laughs> <laughs> like it's up to your interpretation. No, uh, yeah, no photos of my family for okay. sure. I'm <laughs> such a, I'm such a nostalgic ass bitch. Okay, which age do you feel is the best? 20, 30, 40, or 50? 30 has been, like, the 30s have been great. I agree. I've been having a great time. Yes, I'm going to say 30. Okay. What's your favorite drink? Water, beer, wine, or whiskey? I like whiskey a lot. Okay. And we're on the last question. Ooh. What's the best way to start the day? Coffee, sports, laying in bed, or eating a healthy breakfast? Laying in bed. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. We got Cole Sear. <gasps> Yay! Oh, his last name's Sear. Sear. Like, like it's Sear. It's spelled S-E-A-R, but we know it's S-E-R. And there's no description. It's just his cute little face. Cute. But we're fucking psychic. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah, we are. We're fucking psychic. We see dead people. We're the cutest kid in the whole world. Yeah. Duh. And God is a loser. God is a loser. <laughs> wait, my question was, like, wait, what so is your what's your answer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. 
is going to send me to a different planet when I listen back on this. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening and putting up with our shenanigans. <laughs> Glad we ended on a light note after me that too. heavy movie. Oh, my God. Well, anyway. Yeah, feel free to watch this movie, and uh, our last and final installment of Mindful February is going to be Inception. Inception. So feel free to watch that long-ass movie, and then join us next week. But uh, by the time this comes out, Valentine's Day will have already passed. So mm-hmm. I hope you had a great Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. We hope it's great. We love you. We do. We love you so much. Yeah. Well, yeah, you really are the best. And so are we. Stacey, you're the best. Yeah, thanks. You're the best. Oh, my God. No, you are. Simply the best. Simply the best. All right. Anyways, love you so much. Love y'all. Okay, bye. See ya. Thank you to our amazing editor, Anthony, Grady for our amazing theme song, and Whitney for our beautiful cover art. If you have questions for us or would like to advertise with us, please email us at blockbusterwives at gmail.com. And as always, please rate, subscribe, and tell all your friends about us. We love you. (laughs) I'm going to say bears because they're so cute. (laughs) I'm like, wait. I think I'm like something caught as a loser. Wait, uh, which one? Like, oh, bear. The question is, <laughs> what's your favorite zoo animal? <laughs> oh, it's too good. I'm in pain. I'm crying. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna see the next one. We have to push through.